Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome to another week of Renegade Nutrition. And this week, I I really like the topic, Eleni. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> this week, friends, it's all about poop. 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 Something that is just so important, but nobody talks about. That's right. <laughs> Unless you're an 11 year old boy, and then you talk about and it. Then that's constantly. the only thing you talk about. That's absolutely right. <laughs> so we all need to yep. nurture our inner 11 year old yes, boys. Yes, yes. If there's a lot of giggling today on the show, it's because we're our inner child thinks this is funny too. Um, so we're gonna get down and dirty today with poop, <laughs> with poop knowledge. <laughs> try to get some poop jokes in today i hope so let's see how it goes yeah yeah you do it (laughs) yes as Kay said today's podcast is all about poop and if you are listening to this podcast as you prep for dinner you might want to hit pause (laughs) (laughs) fair warning (laughs) hit pause maybe go listen to a nice like dinner worthy episode like how to eat more vegetables this one is not for dinner prep yeah this is good for like at the end of the day when you're like i gotta quit eating we take away your appetite this is it right this is it this is the diet plan (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you get an an urge for that like sugary snack in the middle of the day you can just put on this episode you're like never mind i'm not hungry yeah i'm good (laughs) (laughs) although my husband will tell you that i have no problem talking about poop any time of the day so yeah yeah you know i think we're an open household with mine too like i really am like kids have we pooped today how are (laughs) you how are your days but most importantly (laughs) importantly, how are your poops how are your poops Long, short, squishy, hard, painful. No. Don't care about school. I care about your stool. Yeah. <laughs> that was so it's good. Parenthood 101 here. <laughs> sure. Oh, yes. Love it. Love okay. It. Well, I'm not going to get today into all of the specific dietary and lifestyle changes you would need to make. Oh. In order to improve your poops, okay, okay. we're more going to talk about what is normal pooping okay. and what's not normal pooping. Okay. And then I will give a list of things that can help at the end. I'm just not going to get super detailed on it okay? because everybody is so different in terms yeah. of what they need and what's causing the problem. And yeah. it could be any number of things. So I'm just going to go through at the yeah. end and kind of list here are the things that could influence your poop. And here are the things to try first mm-hmm. and foremost yep. to improve your poops. And then if those things don't work, it's time to work with a naturopathic okay. doctor or health specialist of some kind. Yeah, that's fair because... Um, Poop is such a big indicator of your overall health, mm-hmm. and that's just not going to be an easy fix. Like that's like, oh, that's a big, a, right, a big dump to take care of. Like, <laughs> I don't it's know, a big lady. dump to take care I'm of. Just gonna- Make poop jokes all day, all day. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Shoot, all right. Uh, I I was gonna just gonna say I know our sugar cereal episode ranks number one. Maybe this one will rank number two. <laughs> We're children. We are children. We're preparing the mom jokes. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Okay. That was good. (laughs) Well, anyway, this is an episode I think we need in general because as a society, poop has kind of become this taboo subject. Right. Like I said at the beginning, nobody really likes to talk about it. 
but we don't really put enough weight on how important it is mm-hmm. and we're usually pretty embarrassed to talk about it mm-hmm. and some people as i've learned because i ask all of my clients about their poop <laughs> when i meet with them tell me about your poop tell me about your poop <laughs> <laughs> um it's like a lot of them aren't aware of what their bowel movements look like like maybe oh. they don't ever check and that oh. always surprises me oh, because they're non-lookers they're non-lookers okay. so it's like some people i think are so embarrassed by the topic they don't even look at their own poop it's okay. like okay <laughs> get it out of the way flush it don't look at it don't acknowledge it's in the happen. room it didn't happen <laughs> like that's funny it's funny i am full investigation okay. yeah yeah, I can always tell, looker. like, right off the beginning, as soon as I'm like, okay, well, tell me about your bowel movements. They're the people who, like, launch into the most detailed explanation <laughs> with no reserves. And then there are the people that are like, oh, uh, hmm, oh, uh, huh, my, huh, my huh. bowel movements. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, are so uncomfortable. And we get past that barrier real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want color. I want length. I want feeling. <laughs> Send me a picture of it. Send me a picture. <laughs> Please, everyone, <laughs> fill Renegade Nutrition DMs with your poop pictures. By the way, um, I learned today that the uh, official term for being a poopophobic, like okay. afraid of poop, yes. is is coprophobia. 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 A word In- derived K- from K- the K- Greek word for dung, which is kopros or Cop- kopros. Kopros. Okay. And then phobos, of course, for fear. Okay. So that's fear of not even wanting to talk about it, look at it, or not in public. Or I th- I don't know if it's okay. like, I think they're literally afraid of poop. Of the poop. And all the germies that are in it. Yeah. I mean, it's full of germies, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's got tox- It's got toxins in it, yeah. at least, and yeah. bacteria that your body is eliminating. Yeah. I'm going to call them fecal phobics because fecal I think that's better than yes. co- coprophobia. Yes. Like, I'm going to call you a fecal phobic if you're it. afraid to talk about poop. I, I love this. Yeah, today we're going to break down the fecal phobia. Let's do it. Barriers. We're changing the world for the better today. Yes. Anyway, so like I said, bowel movements are something that I discuss with every wellness client that I meet with. If they don't bring it up, I bring it up. Um, I like to find out if they are consistent and daily, if they're having issues with constipation or diarrhea, because you can tell a lot about a person's health based on their poop. Mm. And poop can give you a picture of pretty much how everything in your body is going on, like how everything is going internally. Um, It's a good overall indication of your health. If something is off with your poop, then something is off with your digestion. If something is off with your digestion, Mm. then there's a lot of things going on, right? But it's Mm -hmm. actually really common for people to have issues with their bowel movements. And so it's an important thing for us to identify and then use it to help figure out what the problem is. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good if we start raising awareness about this topic and take away the stigma and the taboo of it. Obviously, Kay and I are making lots of jokes, but in reality, it's such an important indicator. Mm-hmm. I just want people to be comfortable with it because it's a necessary conversation to have with a naturopathic doctor or a nutritionist if things aren't looking great then you shouldn't be afraid to bring that up. I have a new t-shirt for Renegade Nutrition. It's Ooh. Raising Poop Awareness. <laughs> it's important, folks. <laughs> We're going to like organize a march, like a march yes. of poop awareness. Yeah, At one time, we all just squat and poop to make sure. No, I'm kidding. Okay. We're derailed now. All right. <laughs> it took it over okay. the line. <laughs> 
Um, so I look at my poop every single day and same. I ask my clients to do the same thing if they're yeah. not already. And I will encourage you, dear listeners, if you aren't already in the habit of examining your poop, to look at it every look at day. Your poop. Just you don't have to like pull out the magnifying glass and get like up close and personal, but just look at it, see yeah. how things are looking. Gauge it, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna just kind of smash right through that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> through the ice here, the ice barrier with poop, okay. and talk about why poop can, can why poop can be and maybe should be the ultimate health indicator that we should mm. watch for on a daily basis. So we'll jump right daily into it. being a keyword right daily now. basis being a keyword okay. absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna tell you about the perfect poop, what it should look like, oh. okay. and the criteria. So there are three criteria okay. that I'm using okay. for what indicates the perfect poop. So frequency, ease of passage, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And shape and consistency. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to go through those three in standards. order. Okay, yeah. You have three high in order. For your poop. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so frequency, when I talk about frequency, what we mean is how often you are moving your bowels. Okay. So you should be moving your bowels every single day. Daily. Okay. Daily. And hopefully multiple times a day. So, Re- okay. More is okay. More is good. Ideally, the bowel wants to empty about 30 minutes after a meal. Um, with breakfast being usually the biggest event of the day that seems to get people's bowels moving. Mm. Um, But bowel movements can vary from person to person. So not everybody is on that schedule and it's okay if you're not on that schedule. But ideal is two to three times a day. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. Two to three times a day? Yeah. Wow. But at least once a day. At least once. Wow. So if you are not pooping every day. Okay. Even if that's like, quote unquote, normal for For you, you, Mm. that's still considered being constipated. Okay. Now I'll go into the other criteria too, because it's important to look at the other criteria with it. But the frequency is the first thing. And in my book, if you're not pooping every day, your bowels are not moving at the rate at which they should. Okay. To get to get that waste out of you. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody's pooping at least once a day, I'm not worried about it. I like for people to be pooping two or three times a day. Usually by the time we make the dietary changes we're making with each wellness patient, they are pooping two to three times a day. And I don't that's really amazing. like focus on it that much. Yeah. But if somebody is not pooping every day, that's the first thing we work on. Is getting okay. their bowels moving. Okay. Yes. Look, I got a little poop embarrassment right there because I was like, I poop. I have been pooping twice a day, but I didn't be think it was because I was healthy. I was I think I've been oh. having dairy. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But I mean, oh, but it is good. The two yeah, to three times. Two to three. Times as long as it's from a healthy space. Oh okay. right, right, right. Yes, yes. Now on the other extreme, it also isn't normal to be pooping like ten times a day. Okay. Right. Too loose. <laughs> Too loose. Yes. That's diarrhea. <laughs> Especially if it's not formed and if it's loose and watery, then it's really diarrhea. But honestly, if you're going like five to ten times a day, that's that's more than you should be moving your bowels. Mm. And probably what's happening is that each time you move your bowels, you're not clearing everything mm. out. Mm-hmm. So then you feel the urge to go more often, which also is a sign of inefficient digestion. So you should mm. be completely like emptying your bowels every time you go, or at least feel that you've done that. You shouldn't feel like there's anything left in there. Anymore, it just feels raw. You know yeah. what I'm just saying? Yeah. painful. Yeah, okay. would be painful. <laughs> yeah, you got the ring of fire going on for sure at that point. <laughs> 
So constipation, which is not moving your bowels every day, day. usually indicates that your digestive system is moving too slowly. And diarrhea indicates that things are moving too quickly. So Mm. neither is good. Mm -hmm. Too slow and your body isn't eliminating toxins as quickly as it needs to, which we we don't want to be having stool, which is basically a conglomeration of all the waste your body has removed from your digestive tract. So it could include bacteria and viruses. It also includes toxins, any like chemical toxins you've come into contact with, any toxins from your food. Anything like that goes through your circulation, goes through your digestive system, goes through detoxification, and then ends up in your stool to be eliminated. And so if you are sitting with that inside of you for long periods of time, you can see some recirculation of the ingredients of your stool. Mm-hmm. And for detoxification purposes and waste removal, that's just not a good thing. You don't Get want that stuff out. to be recycling. Mm-hmm. You want it to move through slowly enough that it pulls all the nutrients from your food, but quick enough that it gets eliminated from your body before it recirculates. And if your digestion is moving too fast and you're ending up with a lot of diarrhea, then your body isn't getting the nutrition that it needs. Mm -hmm. So you want things to be happening at just the right pace. Wow. So now we'll talk about ease of passage. (laughs) I didn't know what to call that, but I was like, ease of passage. That sounds nice. That was very well worded. You did really good there with your euphemisms. So there's more to bowel movements than just having regular bowel movements every day. The next factor that you have to take into accord is that how easy it is to move your bowels. So (laughs) the way I think about it is like the perfect poop, because that's what we're all aiming for today. The perfect poop. You know, and that is so satisfying. It's going to be part of our title is the perfect poop. (laughs) It's the perfect poop. Because that's going to get people's interest. Oh, that really is a good title. Okay, I love it. The perfect poop. I love it. Um, So the perfect poop should like leave you with a smile on your face. (laughs) I've been there. You're proud of it. You're like, oh, that was nice. Like that was Nirvana (laughs) right there. Because we've all been there. That's right. It should be easy. It should be painless. It flows out of you. Yes. You look at it at the end, you're like, I did that. (laughs) Yes. Um, So when we're talking about how easy it is for you to pass a bowel movement, we really have like kind of a spectrum, but I'm going to list just things as if it was like key points, but understand you could be on a spectrum if that makes sense. Okay. So on one end of the spectrum is that you're sitting there pushing for a long period of time Mm. and it's really difficult to pass. Ouch. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Which is not good. That's constipation or a more constipated movement. Uh, The other end of the spectrum is that you feel like you don't have much control over it. You might be rushing to the bathroom. You might barely make it to the bathroom. Mm. You might have some accidents. Also been there. Okay. (laughs) Not good either, right? Right. Yeah. You don't want to like get to the toilet and sit down and have everything just pour out of you the second, right? Like that's not good either. You should be be able to like hold it, but not strain to release Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you should be able to, after you sit on the toilet, hold on for a short period of time until you feel the first urge. You should be able to pass a bowel movement within about a minute of sitting down on the toilet. Obviously, it can take like a few minutes (laughs) to reach completion, Uh but the process should start within a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, You should pass the bowel movement easily and without pain. Okay. You shouldn't be straining on the toilet, like holding your breath. 
struggling to pass a bowel movement that's hard and dry. Mm. It should not feel that way at all. Um, and you should completely empty your bowel when you pass the movement. So um, you, meaning like you don't feel like you've got something left. You don't need to return to the toilet a few minutes later to pass the rest of it. Mm, yeah. So that's what I mean by ease of motion. That's kind of the spectrum. So everybody will fall somewhere on that spectrum and they may have some things that are better than others and it may not always be perfect, but in general, that's what you okay. should be achieving. Okay. So a feel good poop should be an everyday occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, right. You should be smiling every time. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> So like a non-perfect poop in this scenario wouldn't come out right. You would be straining really hard or you would be rushing to the bathroom. Um, You would not be smiling. You might be like holding your breath. I've heard it happen in public restrooms where I'm like sitting next to someone and you just hear the like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh no I just want to help you Please, but I also like get your prunes <laughs> like this is clearly not the context to be like I can help you with that I'm a nutritionist <laughs> here's my card, here's my card. <laughs> slip it under the door <laughs> so there's many things you can do if you're listening to this so far and you're like oh my gosh I'm not going every day mm-hmm. and I'm straining or like when I do go it's an explosion and I have to rush to get there it's okay we will talk about things that can help okay so simple things that can help um but we're going to talk about the third criterion for the perfect poop first okay which is shape and consistency Mm. so this is the third criterion so the the third criterion is how well the poop is formed okay um so the type of stool you have depends on how much time it spends in your colon Mm. so after you pass feces what you see in the toilet bowl is basically the result of your diet fluid fluids medications and lifestyle Mm. so to review this we're going to use something called the bristol stool chart man um if you've never seen the bristol stool chart you can definitely google it it's b-r-i-s-t-o-l yep there are many pictures and descriptions available online it was developed as a clinical tool in 1997 and it's actually published in research um, giving you a good indication of how well your stool is formed and it's all on a spectrum so it's used as a tool to diagnose constipation diarrhea and irritable bowel syndrome Uh, The chart ranges in score from one to seven. So it lists seven types of feces and like shapes. But again, it's a spectrum. Like you may not have exactly one or two. You might be kind of somewhere in between. But you should be able to identify roughly where you're at. This is making me question so many things. Like why are like rabbit turds, you know, come out in little turds? Why are cow patties more... I just am questioning everything now. Yeah, well, ruminants have a totally different digestive system than us, right? Like, so like cows and stuff, they're eating grass. They have multiple stomachs because things pass through a whole different system. Yeah, rabbits. Actually, I learned this in my um, ecology class. Yes, Yes. Um, rabbits. When we were studying animal scat in my ecology of vertebrates class, scat. What a good word. Scat. Um, They said my teacher said that rabbits actually eat their first poop and get like the nutrients from it so what you see when you see rabbit poop is actually the second poop oh my word 
my boy would like to do the same. <laughs> not, I will not approve of this. Wow. So they're like, there's some value in this. And they yeah, for them, because okay. they don't have an efficient system that removes all the nutrients. So they actually redigest it, which, you know. Wow. That, that is, you are full of knowledge. You're full of poop knowledge. <laughs> Why I retained that information for the past 12 years is beyond me. But <laughs> that knowledge is shit. <laughs> knowledge is shit. Oh, we're full of it today. For this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, okay, so the chart, back to the Bristol oh, stool chart, yes. um, ranges from one to seven, with one indicating that you are very, very constipated, okay. and seven being like watery diarrhea. Mm. So I'm going to move through the whole chart and describe things for you, but if you look it up online, there's pictures, which is very helpful, but mm. I'm just going to read through it. So type one, that constipated okay. stool, mm. is separate hard lumps this I'm just reading directly from the chart, so this is their words, not mine. Separate hard lumps like nuts, hard to pass. Okay. So that's like your rabbit poop. You are like pooping rabbit poop. Okay. But it's hard for you to pass. Like it should. It's not coming out easy. Okay. Oh, oh I guess that light just oh, burnt out. out. That's oh. nice. Oh, no, oh. it's back on. Hi. All right. <laughs> Don't mind us. <laughs> um, type two is sausage shaped but lumpy. Okay. So this. Looks like mm -hmm. type one if you're looking but, at the chart, yeah. but it's like it's packed together. Mm, so okay. instead of those separate hard lumps, it's still hard lumps, but it's all packed together into one feces, mm -hmm. but it's hard to pass. So it's still a type of constipation. Yeah. yeah. Type three is like a sausage, kind of okay. a sausage shape, but has some cracks in the surface. Oh, okay. It's yes. well formed. Okay. And it's easy to pass. Type four is like a sausage or snake. It's smooth and soft. It kind of sinks to the bottom. Easy to pass again. Okay. Type five, we're getting into diarrhea now, is like soft blobs with clear cut edges and is passed easily, but it's not formed. So it's okay. not forming one single like mm -hmm. stool. It's just kind of soft, right? Mm. Um, mm. Type six is fluffy pieces with ragged edges and super mushy. So again, definitely mm. not formed. Yep. Type seven is watery, no solid pieces, entirely liquid. So what's normal on the Bristol stool chart? So okay. types one and two indicate constipation. Okay. Type three and four are the ideal stools. We're talking snake, snake. and sausage. Snake and sausage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Easy to pass is mm -hmm. part of the criteria, right? So if it's well-shaped but really hard to pass, that's mm. still tending towards constipation. Oh. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean you're constipated, but it's just more it's more on that spectrum of constipated. Type five through seven indicates diarrhea and urgency. Mm. Okay. So if you're not seeing regular fours and fives, then these are indicators that things are slightly off with your know. digestive system. Yep. And every once in a while, it just happens. Like every once in a while, we eat something that just kind of throws our digestive system off. Yeah. And we might tend one way or another on the chart. But in general, yeah, you should be seeing fours and fives every day with your bowel movements. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how in depth you want to go with this, but would it be sort of like more, like more carbs would make you more on the, or more carbs and protein would make you more on the one, two constipated side and more. 
I think in or general that process or fiber maybe it's fiber related go ahead yeah it's more fiber and I'll get okay. into it in more detail okay. In, a, okay. in a second but in general processed crappy foods are either going to put you at the constipated end or the diarrhea end mm. just depends on how your body is reacting okay that at the sense. moment that makes sense Hey there, Renegades, Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements, and every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Um, now it's important to keep in mind that sometimes you can alternate between constipation and diarrhea, which is typically what we see with irritable bowel syndrome is they're not experiencing consistent bowel movements, but they're either constipated or they have diarrhea. Um, in some cases, that person is experiencing diarrhea because of their constipation. So it's just going to get a little gross here for a second, but it's important for you to understand. Let's do it. If you have hard stool compacted in your bowels and in your colon, then sometimes runny poop can kind of get around it. And so it looks Mm. like you have diarrhea because what you are seeing is what's getting around the compaction, Mm. but you are constipated and that's what's causing those runny stools. So Mm. um, yes, it's important for us just to understand and differentiate. Then it's a volume game. Then you kind of have to realize how much like, oh, I didn't poop very much. I have more in me. And you probably, if that's happening, do feel like... You're still full. You should feel like you're still full. I think think people can tell when that's going on. Yeah, that's fair. So what to do about imperfect poop? So if you're not seeing the regular Bristol numbers four and fives um, that are painless and happening quickly without tons of effort, you might begin to think about what could be wrong with your current health. And like I said at the beginning, it is different factors for everybody. And so you're going to have to be your own detective Mm. in this case, unless you're working with a naturopath, in which case they can help you. Um, And I say like a naturopath or nutrition, just because this isn't going to be your doctor's area of expertise. They won't necessarily care. (laughs) Not that they don't care, like they care about you. But they, but they might just give you X-Lax or something. That right. Go, yeah, Their right. toolkit is medications and prescriptions. So when you go to a doctor and ask for help, that is what you're indicating to them is I'm uncomfortable with these symptoms and I want you to do something to fix it. And the mm-hmm. thing they can do to fix it is medication. So mm-hmm. they'll either give you a stool softener or something to kind of harden the stools, which is not solving the, the problem. So that might be a, a quick fix in a situation, right. but yeah, for yeah. If you're having a yeah. situation, you should yes. take the help you can yes, get. Yes, but, but for your lifestyle, chronic, yeah, yeah. Your body is telling you something is wrong, right? Your doctor is not able to help you get to the bottom of that. They just don't have the time for that. They have to use what's in their toolkit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying if you want to get to the to your the bottom yeah. of your poop, <laughs> yeah. you need to work with somebody who actually knows what to do about it and can tell you what those different 
like types of issues can indicate and can help you figure it out. Yeah. Um, so things to look at is, is your diet dialed in? How are your supplements? What's your lifestyle like? How's your stress levels? Mm. Um, one thing we know that can influence bowel movements is stress, both chronic and acute. Stress. I've been hearing stress everywhere. It really affects us. It's a thing, isn't it? Yes. Um, many people I know experience a disruption to their bowels when they travel. That's fair. Due to the increased stress of traveling. Yeah. I don't have that problem. I've actually wished at times that I did have that problem because it would be nice sometimes to get off of your routine when you're like stuck on a plane for 17 hours. (laughs) But for me, it's just like, nope, I just still have to go. I'm clockwork. Gotta go. (laughs) Or we've been like camping before and my friends are like, oh, I'm not, I haven't pooped in like two days because I'm just like too afraid to poop in the woods. I'm like, that's literally not an option for me. Like... (laughs) I wake up and first thing in the morning is like, I got to go find a good stump to poop off of. Like, <laughs> I wish I could be constipated so I didn't have to like deal with it. You've but been there. Yep. Yeah. I've been- yeah. <laughs> Boy Scout camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole story. That's a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast. Um, yes. So I'll just tell it because it is funny. <laughs> why not? Right. Yeah, like we'll not? just be human beings here. Yeah. So we went on this uh, canoe trip one time, a weekend canoe trip. And my like perfect situation for pooping in the woods actually should be squatting. That's how we're made to poop is in a squatting position. Yeah, our ancestors. Yeah, we're not made to sit on toilets, right? But that's how we're comfortable because that's what we've done. But in other countries, a lot of other countries actually, your toilet is a hole in the floor (laughs) and you squat over it and that produces the perfect bowel movement because it unkinks your bowels. Whereas sitting like we do kinks your bowels and makes it much harder to pass the stool. Um, so squatting is like actually the ideal position. Ergonomic pooping. Right. Yes. But I'm afraid of squatting in the woods because I'm afraid like a snake is going to crawl into my butt yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. 1883. That happened. That's, yeah. Possible. So, <laughs> yes. Or like I'm going to sit on poison ivy or something. Anyway. So my <laughs> ideal situation is to like sit on a log and poop off of the log. So we were sure. camping and <laughs> my friend and I, my friend Emily and I were looking for a good place to poop. It was night. It was totally dark. Couldn't see anything. But both of us were like, okay, we have to we poop go. before we go to bed. It's go time. This is like we've had dinner. Our bowels are moving 30 minutes later. This is something to be proud of. Yes. But in this <laughs> situation, this <laughs> we're in a camp with like 20 people and we're out in the woods. And it's like my biggest phobia is of somebody like walking in on me, especially in the woods. Mm-hmm. So like the last thing I want is to be like in mid like poo <laughs> in the woods and somebody just like comes like walking by, right? Like pinch it off. <laughs> so we're looking for like the perfect place and we find this porta potty which literally looks like somebody has been murdered there mm, that day mm, mm, so we're like nope 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 we're gonna bypass this yep. i think somebody's living in that toilet we're gonna go find somewhere else uh-huh. anyway so we're like stumbling around in the darkness and i'm like i finally come across this like perfect log and yes. it's like smooth and i'm like i can poop off of this yes. this is ideal this yes. is like poop nirvana my friend has given up and gone back to yes. the murder toilet yes. yes and i'm like i can't do it so i'm literally like oh my gosh i have found the perfect place yes. this is yeah. amazing stumbling around in the darkness what are the chances i find this nice smooth log so i poop off of that log Did and then uh, I think we you did. You carried some with you? Okay, okay. I think we did. Okay, just checking. Okay, all the details. Okay. It's pack in, pack out, <laughs> okay. so you take it with you. Yeah. But, um, so then I returned to the camp, and then I tell my friend about it the next morning, because she's like, then we have to poop again in the morning. And I'm like, don't worry, I found this perfect place. Let's go. Place. Let's go. <laughs> so we're like, I went there in the dark, right? I couldn't really see any landmarks around it. I couldn't see what was happening in that area. 
But like, I'm kind of going by like, I feel like I went this far. I was walking for at least five minutes. We must be getting close. Anyway, we finally arrive at what I'm sure is the location and we realize it's an outdoor amphitheater for a Boy Scout camp. (laughs) (laughs) So they had like logs set up like that were like sanded and beautiful for the kids to sit on. Stained and varnished. And like in the middle of it was my poop. You thought it was your throne? (laughs) 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 Some kids gonna step in it. (laughs) At least Boy boy Scouts are like trained and recognizing scat. So I like I wonder how many of them the next day were like, that's human. That's human. So poor innocent Boy Scouts. I pooped right in the middle of their Boy Scout camp. <laughs> anyway, that's our like yeah. long-standing joke is <laughs> the time I pooped in a Boy Scout camp. Yeah. <laughs> the amphitheater. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, their meeting place, their their sacred meeting yeah, place. Sacred. I defiled it. <laughs> so there we go. So that's I wish I could be constipated when we travel but it doesn't happen so (laughs) but for some people when they travel they develop either diarrhea or constipation which shouldn't be confused with traveler's diarrhea which is a specific health condition Mm. um, which happens normally when we travel to a foreign location and we get exposed to bugs and bacteria that we normally aren't exposed to oh yeah been there too and that can result in severe diarrhea Um, which is different than like diarrhea due to stress. So don't confuse them because it's pretty. Oh, I got a question then. I had travel diarrhea. Uh Um, and the reason it was so alarming to me is because it was for for like two to three weeks. I had a white poop. Oh, that's terrifying. I shouldn't say white, but it was like light, like a tail, like a pale. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Is color, is color on your. Color is important. There are indicators with color. That's a good question. I didn't get into it. Just a really brief overview is they should be like brown. Yeah. Like a basic good old. Basic brown. Yeah. If they're too dark, if they're getting really dark or if they look green, that can indicate that your bile is mixed in with your poop. Okay. Which isn't good. Um, If they're really yellow or tan, sometimes it's pancreatic enzymes. So it kind of just depends what's ending up in it. It should never be red unless you've eaten beets. Okay. Don't, if you eat beets and okay. then you have red poop, don't get scared. Okay, that's fair. That that's happened fair. to me one time and I'm like, oh my God, I'm bleeding to death. But then I realized it was beets. Um, okay. But in general, it should be light brown to dark brown. Okay. Those are the okay. colors. If it's black and tarry looking, something's not right. Okay. And if it's super pale, that's not right either. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that happy brown. Happy which is, brown. is pretty typical. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you want to avoid traveler's diarrhea, the best way to do that is to take a heavy dose of probiotics for the week prior really? to traveling. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's what's important. Okay. Um, but back to stress. So, you know, just like a singer, a songwriter, and an athlete before a big performance mm-hmm. often have constipation or diarrhea. Mm-hmm. If you've ever given like a public presentation, you get like nervous poops the beforehand. Nervous poops. Yeah. Yeah. Or like whatever. If you're about to give a speech or talk to a class or a group or whatever, and you're nervous. So that's different. I mean, that's kind of acute stress, but it's an yeah. indicator of why acute stress affects our bowels. Oh, um, yeah. Or if you have a really scary moment it's not uncommon to like suddenly feel like you need to poop <laughs> like you literally somebody literally scares the shit out of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so typically stress like that is going to result in a temporary disruption of your bowels and that doesn't mean anything is wrong per se it's just the result of stress because when you think about our ancestors and when we used to run away from, like when the danger that we yeah. faced was running away from a tiger, the body's best defense 
is to halt digestion and eliminate your waste because the last thing you want to have to do when you're running is stop and take a poo. Mm. And so that's why when we're under acute stress, we tend to empty our bowels because that's the evolutionary advantage is, well, now you're lighter. And mm. also like, you're not going to have to stop along the way. And, and it won't fall out. Pop a squat in a Boy Scout camp. So, but in general... Um, you know, like a chronic stress situation might result in chronically mm. impeded bowel movements. Mm. And I'm thinking stresses that are pretty significant. So maybe like terminal illness of a loved one or a really stressful job that you're working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week that's demanding. Mm. Those sorts of things really disrupt our bowels. But also if you're somebody who doesn't know how to deal with stress and handle mm. stress, yeah. then typical everyday stresses could also be impacting your bowels. So again, yeah. you're going to have to be the detective. So if you're doing everything right with your diet and lifestyle, but you have a lot of stress and you don't do things to manage your stress like meditation or prayer or exercise, then it's probably going to affect your bowels. So mm. you can't stop the stress, but you can improve your body's response to stress. Well, it's all connected. Yes. Um, also, so like there can be some mechanical issues going on in the digestive system. So if you're seeing lots of undigested food in your stool, mm. that's usually a sign that your disruption is being, or your bowel movements are being disrupted. Um, I, again, have people look for that in their stools. So looking for undigestive, undigested food, it's usually pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that that can indicate is that you're not taking enough time to eat and chew your food mm. thoroughly um, because that's the first step in digestion. So if you're eating too quick and you're not chewing your food enough, then that might be one reason you're seeing undigested food in your stool because the particles are bigger than they should be your body is doing the best it can to break them down. But that digestion has to start in your mouth. You release amylase, <laughs> which is a digestive enzyme in your saliva. So if food doesn't spend enough time mixing with the amylase, it's going to already be in bigger chunks going down and it's going to be eliminated from your body in bigger mm -hmm. chunks. So that's the first thing you can do if you're seeing undigested food is slow down, chew. Chew it up. From what I've heard, the ideal amount of time to chew each bite of food is 30 times. My meal just got longer. Uh -huh. Okay. Which is actually good to slow down anyway because it keeps you from overeating and it it's makes true. you more thoughtful and present. That's in true. The moment. Then you get full and you recognize it earlier. Okay, uh -huh. this is a good yeah. plan. And I've count yeah. I've thought before, like, wow, that mm -hmm. seems like a lot. But when I actually stop and count, I mean, I'm a f I I tend to not chew my food enough. I have to really think about it and work at it. Yeah. And when I do, I'm like, well, actually, this is a good amount to be chewing this. Okay. Otherwise, I am swallowing big pieces. Yeah. yeah. Right. But but yeah, so 30, 30 chews per bite is okay. ideal. Okay. Um, just like if you were to swallow your food whole, you can imagine what kind of digestive distress that would cause mm. so the smaller the better for your digestion um, another mechanical issue is that some people don't have enough stomach acid that's actually a very common problem it's called hypochlorhydria um, or low stomach acid which does happen to everybody typically as we age our stomach mm. acid production goes down um, it also happens more frequently in people of certain blood types like type a's tend to have lower stomach acid. Interesting. Uh-huh. So if you're a type A blood type, you're just more prone to that. And if you're an older adult, you're more prone to that. Um, Interesting. My husband and 
and my daughter. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a type A. And I do have low stomach acid. I take digestive enzymes and it helps quite a bit. Um, It's far more common to have low stomach acid than to have too much stomach acid. Um, But it typically manifests in the same symptoms as having too much stomach acid. So things like heartburn and acid reflux are actually more commonly due to having insufficient stomach acid Mm. um in which case you really really hurt your digestion when you take antacids or things like pepto-bismol or tums that quench that stomach acid because what's happening is your stomach acid is low your food is not digesting quickly okay it tends to build up in your digestive system and it pushes against your esophageal sphincter. So the stomach acid that's mixed in with your food can travel through the sphincter and burn your esophagus, which is what causes that feeling of reflux. Oh. So when you take an antacid, the reason you feel better is because then you eliminate what little stomach acid you have left. So it's not burning your esophagus anymore, but you're actually making the problem worse because now that undigested food is going through now undigested more even fully undigested so before you go to the doctor and tell them you're having heartburn because the first thing they'll do is prescribe you an antacid that's Mm. the tool in their toolkit try digestive enzymes um so you can get a test with a practitioner called a heidelberg test to see if you have low stomach acid a cheap way to do it at home is to purchase like a bait it's called the Baytine HCL challenge um, where you actually take a capsule of Baytine HCL that's okay. not that hard to find it's a supplement that's common in most supplement sections of like health food stores okay um so preferably one with pepsin okay so you take a Baytine HCL which is hydrochloric acid that's the same acid that's in your stomach so it's a way to supplement stomach acid Um, eat one of those pills in the middle of a high protein meal. So take it with that meal in the middle. If you do that and you don't feel any increased burning or warmness in the upper abdomen, abdominal snowman in your abdomen where your stomach is located, then it's a good indication that you might have low stomach acid. So then try supplementing with that same Baytine HCL capsule and see if your digestion improves. Mm. Um, So if you're seeing undigested food, again, a good thing to do is to chew your food more thoroughly and then supplement with digestive enzymes, take them with each meal and see if that clears the problem up. And I recommend that people take a collection of digestive enzymes because it's not always clearly stomach acid. Sometimes it's the pancreatic enzymes. Sometimes it's the gallbladder enzymes. And so a lot of good digestive like enzyme products you can buy have the betaine HCL, like the hydrochloric acid in them to replace the stomach acid or supplement it. But they also have the pancreatic and the mm. gallbladder enzymes. So look for something that contains all of those. Mm. Um, now, if you're constipated, here are a few things you can try to improve the flow of things. So the number one thing is drink more water. Yes. <laughs> Cannot yes. emphasize that enough. Drink 90 <laughs> ounces a day and see if that helps. For some people, that's all it takes. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, drink more water. Do it first. Do it before you go to the doctor. Yes. Do it before you do anything else. Like... 
Don't take a stool softener. Drink more water. See if that clears the problem up within a few my, days. My sister, she'll be like, you told about my stools on your podcast. Well, here I am. <laughs> she, she, every day she wakes up, she drinks eight ounces of water right away, waits a half hour, eats an apple, or maybe eats an apple, I don't know, then eats your breakfast or something. But that keeps her like a clock. Yeah. And I was like, hey, come eat with us. She's like, I got to wait my half hour to send my eight ounces. And she's like, if, if I don't keep to that, it doesn't work. So she's got her. She knows what works. She, know, she does what works. Yeah. Yeah. So you wake up dehydrated in the morning. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, rehydrating with like eight to 16 ounces, first thing when you wake up is a really good idea. I do the same thing. Um, the second thing that you can try is to eat more fiber. So mm, increase your fiber. vegetables. Yeah. I think it's better if they're cooked. They're easier to digest. Oh. They can help with constipation. Warm foods can help with that. Mm. Um Beans are something that can help. Soaked beans, cooked Mm, beans. Good fiber. They have that good soluble fiber in them to help move things along. Mm. Eliminate processed crappy foods. Check for food sensitivities because food sensitivities can cause either constipation or diarrhea depending on which way the individual moves. (laughs) (laughs) Some people tend one way or the other. Um, Try a fiber like acacia fiber, a supplemental prebiotic fiber, Acacia fiber is a good one, so take it until your bowel movements are becoming more regular. Try the digestive enzymes. Uh, Try a squatty potty. So when we talked uh, again about the mechanics of pooping and how we're made to squat to poop and the fact that we sit like we're in a chair to poop actually kinks our bowels. So squatty potty raises your legs up so you're in more of a squatting position. Mm. It really helps. I have one. I highly recommend them. I think they're like one of the greatest inventions. Because <laughs> short of removing your toilet and pooping into like a hole in, in your floor. <laughs> right. They're the next best thing for the American citizen. Um, and then exercise for sure can oh, get your bowels moving. If you are sitting at the desk all day, your digestion will be as sluggish as you are. So if you get up and move, sometimes that's enough to get things moving and moves like squats, literally doing nice deep squats, like butt to the floor squats, Mm. sometimes are enough just to get your bowels moving because again, that position allows your stuff to flow. Yeah. So that's a good way to do it. Um, Some other things that can help are magnesium. Mm -hmm. Yeah which can help get your bowels moving. But again, remember, you still need to get to the root of it, right? So if you're taking magnesium every day or drinking coffee every day and that's the only way you can poop, that's a problem. Like, Mm, and you're you're masking the problem at that point. But just to get things going, because it's important to get things going, can be really uncomfortable. So magnesium citrate can help. Um, Bitters, taking bitters can help. So what magnesium does is it draws water into the bowels. So that can soften compacted stools and get things moving which is why some people also get diarrhea with magnesium because it's drawing water into the bowel so it can give you watery poop. So be careful of how much you take. But bitters actually increase the contraction of the bowels, which is another element. So some people just have weakened Mm. peristalsis, which is the contraction movements within your digestive system. And if your your digestive system contracts to kind of like pinch the poop along, like yeah. push it along, you know, and if your contractions are weak, you're not really being effectively moving bowels along. So bitters are something that can improve the contraction of it. So that's something wow. that you can try. I'll have to look into that. I've only heard of that in a drink and that's yeah. all I know of bitters. So, okay. <laughs> and then... Um, 
Probiotics are another good way. So there are bacteria within our stomach that cause diarrhea and there are bacteria within our stomach that cause constipation. And when you are imbalanced in either direction, you will tend to have more consistently bowel movements of the one type or the other. So if your bacteria that cause diarrhea are are dominating, you're going to have diarrheal bowel movements. If the the bacteria that cause constipation are dominating, you'll tend towards constipation dominance. So when they're balanced, you have perfect bowel movements because you're balancing constipation diarrhea to make a nice smooth flow. But when they're imbalanced, it can be a problem. So probiotics can be a good thing to get it moving. The right kind. The right kind. Mm -hmm. And it's good sometimes to switch it up. So if you take a regular probiotic and you're having issues still consistently with constipation or diarrhea, try switching brands because different strains may help kind of correct the problem. So that's for constipation. Now, if you have diarrhea, the steps are pretty much the same for a lot of it, but don't take magnesium. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) That'll make it worse. Don't take magnesium and you wouldn't need the bitters per se. Um, But eat more fiber. Again, that will firm your stools up as well as move them along. So increase vegetables cooked. Again, is important. Raw vegetables can really irritate constipation. So eat cooked vegetables, Mm -hmm. eat beans. Again, the soluble fiber helps bind everything together. Eliminate processed crappy foods. Eat real food. They're crappy foods. Yep. Because they mess with your crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Again, check for food sensitivities because... Again, they can cause both constipation or diarrhea depending on the individual. Mm -hmm. Try a different probiotic or try a probiotic for the first time. Try a fiber like acacia fiber. The nice thing about acacia fiber is it can relieve both constipation and diarrhea. Mm, Like a balancer. So it's a balancer. It kind of just makes up for whatever your body needs. Try chewing your food really well because, again, diarrhea is a sign that things are moving through too quickly in your digestive system. So try slowing that process down by being really mindful when you eat. Don't ever eat when you're like, you need to be out the door in five minutes, which I'm super guilty of. (laughs) And by the way, when I do that, I end up with diarrhea. So So slow it down because if you're rushed and stressed, your digestive system is going to move that food along more quickly because it's telling your body, I'm stressed. I need to empty my bowels. And then you're not digesting the food fully. You're going to have undigested pieces in your stool and you're not going to be getting the nutrition that you need from that. So slow it down and chew your food really well. Eat slowly, not in a hurry. Um, Try digestive enzymes. Those can still help even with diarrhea. Might just be an issue with things not being digested fully and passing through. Um, And then take a look at your supplements because taking too many supplements at once can be pretty hard on your stomach, especially Mm -hmm. if you take them on an empty stomach. So if you're taking supplements on an empty stomach, unless they have to be taken on an empty stomach, try taking them with food. Mm -hmm. Um, Also try more food-based supplements. So if you're doing like a vitamin C capsule, instead try like an acerola cherry powder or something Mm -hmm. like that that's food-based because your body can handle that better. So my digestion is pretty sensitive. So one thing I do is I take, you know, the cherry powder, which is very high in vitamin C. It's food-based. It doesn't cause diarrhea. I also take liquid fish oil instead of capsules of fish oil. So I really decreased how many like pill-based supplements I was taking and replaced them with food-based, which helps quite a bit with the digestion. So 
So those aren't, I'm sure there's many other ways, <laughs> but, yeah. but that's high level overview of yeah. things to try, things to troubleshoot. Again, work with a health practitioner, work with a nutritionist, work with a naturopathic doctor to get to the root of things. But sometimes it is a simple fix and diet is normally going to be the number one thing. So if you're eating a balanced whole foods diet, you're not consuming tons of like gluten or wheat or processed foods like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's normally the number one thing that helps clear bowel movement issues up. Drinking enough water clears bowel movement issues up making sure you're not overdoing it on supplements on an empty stomach, things like that can help. And then when you're doing everything right and you're still having issues, it might be time to do something like a food sensitivity test, do a a panel for celiac disease, look if you might have like IBS, something like that, an underlying chronic condition can really impact things. So if you make the necessary changes and you're still having issues, that's a good sign that something is not right in your body mm-hmm. and it, you need to address the root issue. But otherwise, you should be able to clear it up if it's simply lifestyle by managing stress better, mm-hmm. sleeping better, drinking enough water, exercising, eating the foods that deliver health. So yeah. it should clear up with those things. If it doesn't, there's a bigger issue on hand. Wow. And in butt. (laughs) You just gave us a whole load of knowledge that we love. (laughs) Dumped a load of knowledge on you. (laughs) I love it. And it's true. It is funny that like poop is something you're right. No one talks about, but it is so important and it tells you. So I'm I'm glad you gave us these little tips that we can all look out for our health. (laughs) You betcha. (laughs) And I want everyone to send their pictures of their poop this week to Elaine. That's your assignment. Send it on Instagram via messenger to the real K Boyer. (laughs) (laughs) Underscore real underscore Boyer. (laughs) K wants to see your poop. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) I have literally had people send me pictures of their poop via email. Does this look normal (laughs) this is what i'm seeing and i'm like well now two of us are seeing it that's nice (laughs) oh that's awesome well not to be a party pooper (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for your knowledge a lady you're welcome anytime helps all of you on your poop journey this week yes that's right well all right for our listeners go go be be renegades. renegades Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be Renegades! Go be Renegades!